0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co host and my dad, Noel Teal.
1: It's another dub day. Oh, you well, s- actually, it's Tuesday. You
0: said it better. You said it better than I could have said it. Uh, yeah, it's a Tuesday, but dub day Tuesday, dub day Monday doesn't matter what day of the week is. It's a dub, it, 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 it was a dub day Sunday, you know. We, we, the Cowboys got back on the winning track. Uh great weekend in Dallas. We're finally back in the O Town. Uh definitely going to, you know, spend a little time on that game, kind of recapping okay. it. It was a uh, you know, it started yeah, out a little halves. started out a little boring. Uh but you know the defense picked it up at the end, created a, you know, pretty fun second half there for Cowboy fans, Lion fans, uh pretty rough way to, you know, how that way, how that game went, considering they had a chance to really make it interesting, you know, in that second half, early in that second half. Uh, but things went a little bit different. Um, usually, well, how they do for the Lions. There.
1: Most importantly, did you enjoy rooting your Cowboys on in the home stadium with ninety-three thousand of your? Yeah, fans?
0: it was it was great. Um, I, I I love that. You know that stadium's amazing. Uh, the way that you know it, it just gets packed all the time, and and the you know it gets pretty loud there now. You know it, it used yeah. to not be so loud, but you know the the, the fans pack the stands now. Um, and it's a great home environment. No wonder the Cowboys have been so good, you know, at home the last couple of years. Um, but we'll also get into Week Seven as a whole um, and kind of recap what was a really shocking week. Um, and 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 some of these teams, man, that we said, you know, you don't have to panic on yet. They'll find a way. They're not finding their way. And it's now Week Eight, and we're almost and we're basically halfway through the season. So we really have to take a look at some of these teams. I'm looking at. The Chargers. I'm looking at, you know, the Bucks. I don't even know what to say about that. And the Packers, you know, all these teams at the top of the NFC that holds. I just don't know, you know, what to say. So we got to look at some teams and say, is it is it over or is it just they're in a rough patch they need to get out of? And I think for some of these, we really got to look at that hard because we've talked about this rust, this rough patch and that they're going to figure it out and they haven't figured it out yet. So. You know that it needs to happen soon, or these teams are in a lot of trouble. And some teams like the Giants, who just won't stop winning, are going to steal a a wild card spot there from from one of those teams. So let's get into to a really wild Week Seven um, and kind of break down the NFL. Let's get into it. Let's run it. You know, you you look at the uh the picks this week. You did take another uh game lead. Uh well, technically no, you didn't well, in terms of of uh Arizona I didn't have yeah, in there, but we technically tied this week at at yeah. 9, but you know, I and I, I really was the lead. Yeah, yeah, you do. I um you know, I was really hoping for that Pittsburgh to to take it out so I can get a game this week. They had a chance at that, you know, last last drive, but, but didn't didn't pan out there. But they had a quarterback. Right, so we have uh, we tied this week both with nine wins. Brian Teagle, though, with ten, gets the win the overall.
1: coming in number one this week.
0: Yep. So uh, you know, I'm still behind, but but not to panic. It's not like I lost. You know, both those games that we had different and, and took you know a step back. You know, we're just keeping it there. I'm, I'm right behind your tail. I'm, I'm not worried. You know, just yet. Uh, let's get into these games, though. You know, we talked about Thursday night. Um, on the episode seems last like week, five weeks ago, right? It seems it like seems a like while ago. Obviously, the Cardinals, you know, handed it to the Saints. Uh, but let's start with these one o'clock games. Let's start with Cowboys Lions. Uh, you know, we're jumping right in, but yeah, let, let's jump right into it. Let's right. start with the game uh, that we were at this weekend. A uh, really great weekend. I just want to say Dallas is the best. What a, what a great city. What what a, what a fantastic place. You know, to to be for a weekend for a game. You know, they know, at a, they know at a tailgate, we were over there by the stadium, um, you know, great venues. Texas
1: live venue is awesome. Right.
0: Awesome place to, you know, go before the game. Um, and just, you know, the food in Dallas, you know, you go to all these sports bars and it's just, it's better than any, you know, food that we have in Orlando here that, you know, isn't, <laughs> it's is just chains and all that. But, you know, it's, you it's were just
1: eat, a, eating good this weekend. You were yeah, eating everywhere and often.
0: It's, it, you know, great place just to be. And then obviously for the game. Going into AT&T Stadium, Jerry's world um, is just there's no other place like it. To, you know, watch a football game, um, and you had Dak back, which was you know good to see. And I'll, I'll start. Let, let's start by just evaluating Dak um, and talking about his return. and And the way I saw it was, it was fine. They didn't rely on him much. They ran the ball 27 times, which you knew was going to happen. They didn't run the ball that successfully. You know, they didn't really start breaking runs till the game was pretty much over in the fourth quarter. So. It's you know, this was da- the, the way I look at Dak is there's nothing you take from the stats. You know, there's nothing really that what I saw was was a guy who just came back in and he was confident in throwing got third downs, you know, found C D Lamb on a lot of those key plays. um Dal- Dalton Schultz is one of his favorite targets. You knew, you know, you said it when he's back in the lineup healthy and Dak's back in, he's going to find him, you know, and, and that's what I wanted to see. This offense was struggling against a, you know, a poor Lions defense. Um, but, you know, as the defense continues to carry them, you know, you just got to say it's going to pick up eventually. It's going to pick up eventually, and hopefully it does. But the when you look at Dak, Dak was fine. You know, Dak, yeah. Dak did what he had to do. You know, there was no, there was no, you didn't look at Dak and say, damn, that, that injury still is bothering him. He definitely looked 100% healthy. He could throw the football. He was delivering some good passes. And, and, and I like how he played.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, he only had six incompletions. He threw right. for 207 and a late touchdown. He should have, I mean, they were driving down the field and right. he threw a beautiful slant in to Noah Brown, who got literally flipped upside down and, you know, fumbled the ball, which, you know, if he would just held on to that ball, a play or two later, we were in the end zone. So, like, there were turnovers on both sides that were huge turnovers in this game. But overall, Dak's performance was just a confident I'm in control. He didn't turn the ball over. There were no interceptions. There were only two really bad throws. Everything else was on the mark, you know. So I I was off, I was fine. First first game back, mm-hmm. I, I thought he looked I thought he looked good. There were a couple of really key plays like that when they were on their half yard line after the fumble. You know that first play you could have you know easily just handed it off and tried to push the line. Instead he play action rolled out and threw a beautiful little touch pass to Pollard that got him 10 yards and out of. You know, mm-hmm. his way, and they went all the way down the field and scored a touchdown. I mean, like right. it was, it was good. It was good that, to see him, and yeah. he threw balls that I turned to you and said, "Cooper Rush would have never done no,
0: that." No, you have that pass. You have the Dalton Schultz pass. You know, I think it was in the first half or one of the first drives where he just kind of threw it over the linebackers' head. It was a great pass. Um, he had a couple passes to C.D. Lamb, which were great. Um, yeah, it, it's just you know, you 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 have that effect where where you look and you say, you know, Cooper Rush isn't making that throw. You have more confidence confidence in Dak making that throw and only more help is going to be on the road James Washington is going to have to come back eventually you know you 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 maybe look at making a move for a wide receiver there's a lot of you know wide receivers that could be on the move um on on the trade block so you know more help is going to come for Dak it's it's only going to get better for him and the offensive line is playing much better than it was in the uh the beginning of the season as it stays healthy for now
1: you know don't want to get too ahead of that right now is what is wrong why can't we get Michael Gallup involved like, why does he just have to be the bomb-once-a-game kind of player?
0: Yeah, you know, that is something that you wonder, but, you know, in, in, in games like this, it just seems like, you know, Okuda was on him a lot, and Okuda's been playing very good. He had a great game. You know, definitely looked like he didn't, you know, Dak didn't want to look his way. My my bigger issue, and, and the thing I think is holding the Cowboys' offense back the most, and then we'll get to this defense, is Kellen Moore. I have a real problem about the play calling this year and, and and it's really just it it it's it's making me mad man because the amount of times that the Cowboys have third and 1 or third and 2 and they try to get cute with it and they try to 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 confuse the defense they end up confusing themselves. When you have third and 1, you should be handing off the ball to Ezekiel Elliott 9 times out of 10 once you establish that run up the middle and they know it's coming then you do the play action then you do a flip to pollard you know in the backfield like they they try to confuse themselves um and and it just messes everything up there there's there's not enough trust in Ezekiel Elliott which i don't understand why because Look, the way I look at Zeke right now, I think Zeke's playing really good football. They're not giving him his 20, 25 carries. He's not that kind of running back anymore. It's it's just not going to get that. But he's getting the extra yards. You know, he's he's still a a running back that I'm giving to on every third, third and one, third and two, like I said. And it's just they're not trusting in him. I don't understand why Tony Pollard is in the game on third and one and third and two. I love Tony Pollard, but Tony Pollard should be on should be in on third and five and going out to catch passes. On third and one and third and two, Zeke should be in every single time, and you should be giving him the ball up the middle and and seeing if he can get 2 yards, you know? Uh that that's just how he's I see it. He's averaging
1: 3 on the season, he's averaging 3.5 yards per carry. So, right. I mean, he should be able to get you one.
0: So, you know, that that's my biggest thing uh is is the run game is is there just not it's it, it's running when you should pass and it's passing when you should run and and there I understand what is trying to do he's he's trying to get personnel to trick the defense and it's just tricking the offense you know it's it's backfiring so sometimes I,
1: just pound it right down the it, road.
0: it needs to be more simplified um especially really on the run stuff. game yeah get but to, let's get to the defense there um you go. five turnovers in this game a lot of them coming they, late all, late in that late, game late
1: all in the second half yeah
0: all in the second half there they just kind of turned it up i mean they only allowed 6 points um, in the first half in both those drives, the Lions started in really good field position. But when when the other team starts on the 25 or, you know, or less, th- this defense just doesn't allow a drive. You know, they they get you in, you know, they get you on a on a first down, you know, short run. You're now in second down. You take a penalty, your drive's over because you get into third and long and this defense isn't going to allow you know a third and 10. And what did we say was the biggest thing last year with the Cowboys defense? They allowed way too many third down 10s, third and 12s. This year, you're not getting a first down on third and 12. The The pass rush is too lethal with only four guys, and you drop back, you know, seven, and, it, it, you know, it's, it's too many good players and too fast of a rush to get a pass off. So, you know, they've really fixed that, and that's what's making this defense so great is if you get in third down, you're punting the football. Um, you know, you have to look at this game. Donovan Wilson, unbelievable game. That sack was uh was really great you know Armstrong has another sack Parsons gets another one how about Sam Williams the player of the cool. game um hmm. two sacks had that strip fumble you know ripped it right out of Jared Goff's hands um and then obviously you have trayvon Diggs who had that really great interception um Jared Goff I don't know you know what goes through his head but the decision making is is just not great you know second and two and you throw up a a one-on-one to Trayvon Diggs I don't understand these quarterbacks why are you testing Trayvon Diggs one-on-one? It, it never ends up good. It, it just doesn't. You know, he's going to get that ball. He's going to get his head around. He's too quick. He has too great of hands. I, I you know, keep doing it. I, I just don't understand it. Um, but the defense obviously showed up great. Didn't allow a touchdown. There's nothing else you can say.
1: No. Listen, it was a big win because we need to keep the momentum going. You have to beat these teams. Yep. Look, it was a slow start because Dak was a little rusty and the offense was a little rusty, but it got going. I was really pleased with the way the whole game turned out at the end. The Lions, look, this is a team that misses Swift. Um, Ron St. Brown went out with a concussion in the first quarter, like almost Mm -hmm. like the second drive, and that hurt them because those two weapons are massive for that team. Defensively, they hung in there for as long as they could, but if you're not scoring points, Detroit's defense is not shutting you out. Yep. So, you know, at, ultimately at, Detroit yeah. needs needs more weapons. At you the know, end of the day, they're, team, but there's
0: great. two things there's two things Detroit needs. They need a quarterback for once. You know, Jared Goff's just not the answer. He's you know, he's not gonna work for what this team wants to do. Um, and and, and Don't worry, CJ Stroud and, and, yeah. coming to town. When, yeah, when at the end of this year, when they have another two win, three win season, you know, CJ Stroud or Bryce Young should be on that team next year. But the other thing is, this team needs to start playing winning football, and they, they need to learn how to win a game. Two plays in this game, the one play I just said, which was on second and two, you're driving down the field at right out of the first half. You know, could take a two score lead if you get a touchdown. You cannot throw a wild pass off up to one on one with Trayvon Diggs. You know. Covering someone, you just can't. You have to recognize that and not do that. It's just a stupid mistake.
1: And Goff threw it short, so it wasn't like he led the guy over his head.
0: And and it was just a panic throw. And and if you're going to throw it, throw it to the other side to Anthony Brown. He might get you know mossed or or something. You don't throw it to Trayvon Diggs. And the other one was Micah Parsons' unbelievable play to tackle uh, to tackle the tight end at the one yard line. They get to the one, and Jamal Williams fumbles. You know, you could say great play by Micah Parsons. You get to the one-yard line, you have to score a touchdown on, on four plays. I mean, there's, there's no excuse there. Jamal Williams is a veteran player. You can't fumble the football um, on first and goal. It, it's just unacceptable. They take the lead there. That's a whole different game. You know, the momentum's on their side. Instead, you know, the Cowboys go down for a 99-yard touchdown. The game's over. So, you know, two just, plays just in this game, and, you know, the Lions just have to fix those, those stupid mistakes.
1: Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the league for that one play. Like nobody else is going to get no. you know where they see that the, the uh, what's from call it was it tight end yeah, yeah. Tight end. back up tight end he, the tight end gets the ball and starts running for the end zone and out of nowhere comes our you know guy mm-hmm. who was rushing the passer full speed trying to track him down and tracking him down at the half yard line if he didn't try. Brock Wright walks into the end zone. Instead, he tackles them on the half yard line, and the next play they fumble, and the whole game changes. Yep. Like those are the plays that don't show up in highlights that make him the best player. It's not mm-hmm. just the sacks and the pressures. He is a such a complete player that gives you a motor 24-7. It's yep. unbelievable to watch.
0: It's it's fun to watch. Fun to watch him in action. Um, you know, that was the first time we saw him live in a game. So it's great yep. to see that there. Cowboys win, move to five and two. They have the Bears next. Next week. Is that is that let's a little go. scary there? Favorites. You know, they had Ten point um, favorites. they had a uh you know a pretty big win on Monday night. We'll get to that. Um, let's get to these other one o'clock games. Bengals Falcons. Look, man, this is what I, w- I tried to warn everyone. I didn't give up on the on the Bengals, and it's because look at what this offense can do. L- look at what this offense can do. It's why I didn't give up on them because this offense, once they get it going, and I knew I knew it was only a matter of time. Once Joe Burrow gets it going with all these weapons. It's 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 wraps and it's why they got to the Super Bowl is because this offense just continues to pile on 350 yards at the half finishes with 481 three touchdowns. How about Tyler Boyd, who, you know, I, I wish I could have made an emergency podcast. I started him in fantasy this week, eight for 155 in the touchdown. Jamar Chase eight for one thirty two touchdowns. Higgins almost gets over 100 yards. You have Hearst that had a pretty good, you know, day at tight end like this is the offense that is an enigma to the entire NFL because they get every single person involved. You never see one person just go off. It's it's all three it's all three wide receivers. It's the wide receiver. The only thing they're really not doing this year is running the ball. But if Burrow is is throwing the ball like this and he's getting it to everybody and and Boyd, Chase, Higgins continues to probably be the best trio of wide receivers in the entire NFL. This offense is is pretty much unstoppable, like it was last year. And and Burrow's found it. The offensive line has been better. Um, and this was just a, a complete perfect game from Burrow and this offense.
1: I'm gonna say two things, and then we can move on. Number one, I told you in the preview show, start everyone. Yeah. And that couldn't have been the the most profound statement you could have made. Everybody scored. Everybody had a big day. You could have went down to Hayden Hurst and still probably been in the top ten in wide receiver or tight ends. So this team, when they're moving a the ball like this, they are unstoppable. Number two, it was a bad weekend for UCF, right? So mm-hmm. not only did UCF lose to East Carolina in a horrible fashion, not only did it prevent us from getting game day this Saturday against Cincy, but man, Richie Grant got
0: toasted. Toasted, yeah.
1: Toasted on multiple occasions, he looked like a deer in headlights. And the other cornerback, Darren Hall, right? They targeted him like eight times. Completed every pass. Like literally, the guy was 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 nothing out there. This was a bad bad showing for the Falcons secondary in yep. a really good game for for. Center.
0: Yeah, the Falcons defense had held up until this game, and then they played yeah. this Bengals offense. And I'm telling you, you know this this Bengals. This Bengals Super Bowl appearance it wasn't just necessarily a fluke. This offense potentially, you know, has the potential to be the best in the, in the NFL like it was just last keep year. Joe Burrow upright.
1: Yeah, just Joe Burrow upright, man,
0: he, you know, you give him time, he's he's something special there. I you know, we still haven't forgot about uh, about Burr there. So, good stuff from the Bengals. They're getting back on track. All right, Colts Titans, man, we this Colts team is a mess. 19 to 10 uh Colts, both these teams now With some quarterback issues, the Colts announcing that Matt Ryan will be benched. He is dealing with a shoulder injury, but, you know, it it won't keep him out, you know, much, you know, very long. But after that, and he comes back, Sam Ellinger will be the starting quarterback, according to um, Mike Reich. Um, That's an interesting or Frank Reich. That um, that's an interesting move alone. Uh, but then on the Tennessee Titans side, you have Ryan Tannehill going down with an injuries in a walking boot this week. And Malik Willis looks like he might get the start for this week. So, you know, when you look at this game, the Titans now two big wins over the Colts early in the season. That's huge for this division. Um, the way that it's going right now that, you know, the Titans look pretty, pretty good at four and two there. Um, you know, the Colts now are making a big, a big change. They're going with Ellinger um, because Matt Ryan, as he just looks washed. And I think they're trying not to make the same mistake as Wentz last year. I think Wentz was having the same type of season where they won a couple games, but he wasn't playing good. Um, and, and now I don't think they want to make the same mistake. They want to go to a younger guy, see what they have. Um, and, and I think that's, I don't think it's the wrong choice. I don't think it's going to, no. I, I don't think it's going to make them, you know, a contender and make them, you know, good again. Uh, But, you know, you got to try something in the end because Matt Ryan, it it, it just hasn't worked out halfway through the
1: season. You know, I'm a Sam Ellinger fan. I remember last year telling everybody that he should have been the starter over Wentz. You know, so I like the move to Ellinger. I think he could be a good player. That being said, there's a reason this Colts team is losing. And it's this one stat that's going to sum it all up. Derrick Henry had 30 rushes for 128 yards. Jonathan Taylor had 10 rushes for 58. Yep.
0: Yeah, it's, that pretty it, yeah. much
1: sums it up for me. Why are you not getting Jonathan Taylor? Go, listen, the, why were the Colts great last year?
0: Because they ran they the ball had, 30 times ball. with Jonathan Taylor? They
1: ran the ball. They controlled the clock. They played play action. They got the ball to Pittman when they needed to. Right. Yep. You know, At the end of the day, they don't control the clock anymore. They're putting the ball in Matt Ryan's hands to throw it 44 right. to 50 times a game. That is not your recipe for success. Yeah, Part of so, this is not on Ryan. Part of this mm-hmm. is on terrible offensive coordinator play
0: yeah and and maybe you see something with ellinger coming in and maybe you see you know maybe this is in order to limit those throws because you're not giving ellinger 44 attempts a game maybe now you're limiting his to 30 35 and those are going to jonathan taylor because i understand the offensive line has been bad but you, you gotta you know you gotta utilize your best player who was winning you football games last year and, you know, what's had an unbelievable season and especially a game in which, you know, the Tennessee Titans are going to give Derrick Henry a minimum of 25 carries. You know, you got to at least try to match that and match the, you know, the time of possession there. Um, but the interesting thing with the Titans now is they're four and two. You know, there, there's really no, you know, there's really no air game on this team. Um, they're just, you know, they don't have that number one guy now. They're missing um, their rookie still. Um, and And it's just kind of tough. Position now for Malik Willis as if he is to come in and start, you know, maybe a week or two now, um, you know, I I don't I don't really know what to expect because Tannehill. They've been winning with Tannehill and Tannehill hasn't been playing great. So Malik Willis comes in, you know, maybe offers you, you know, more mobility and they change up the offense with him running the football and Derrick Henry running the football and you could run some option. I mean, that would be kind of, right. you know, lethal with, with Derrick. Who, who do you know is getting the ball, Derek Henry or Malik Willis? Maybe they go with that. But there's still no air attack on this team. Um, if this, you know, if the Titans looking at their schedule ahead, they have Houston, you know, they have Denver ahead. You know, maybe if they can get a couple more wins and they look like there's divisions becoming, you know, more and more, you know, their division. Do they make a trade for a wide receiver now? I know they, you know, traded A.J. Brown for a reason, but... There's really no one that's gonna threaten any defense. And there's we, right. we know from experience that the Titans can only get to the playoffs and and utilize Derrick Henry so much. Um so so in order for them to, you know, be taken seriously in this AFC, they're gonna have to get some passing attack. But I, I'm I'm actually excited to see Malik Willis because I think that, you know, he can offer something for this team that obviously Ryan Tannehill just can't.
1: Look, we're seeing mobile quarterbacks do well right now you know that you just need people who can give you some version of rpo versus you know uh you just can't just leave them in the pocket. Everybody run backwards, you know, because if you turn your back on a Malik Willis or a Lamar, you know, they go and they run for 20 yards. So yep. I'd like to see it. I don't think Tannehill the answer. He doesn't do anything to, to make you feel like he's the quarterback that can take you somewhere. So you're up two games in the division. You have some easy games. Put Malik Willis in there and see what you got.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that, too.
1: Especially with Tannehill in a walking boot right
0: now. Right. All right. Washington Green Bay. Oh, this called just it. brings this just brings joy to my, to, to my heart. Um, to my soul, uh, we both went with the commanders this week, and I think we got some heads, you know, turned at us. Uh, but no, yeah. this is the Taylor Heineke show. This is what he does. Taylor Heineke comes in, plays better, plays a better game than Carson Wentz has ever played in his entire NFL career. He comes in and he gets the win against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is you just can't make this stuff up with with Heineke here. Um, played a really good game. The the thing about Heineke is he just. He's just not scared. I mean, he just, yep. he's not. He's not scared to make a mistake. He's throwing the ball into tight windows. He's throwing it up to his best players. McLaurin comes down with some clutch catches. And the Commanders, you know, are able to, to get a win here against the, the Packers now who have dropped three in a row. I mean, this is, this is not like Aaron Rodgers, especially when you look at the three teams they lost to, the Giants, the Jets, and the commanders. If I would have said in the beginning of the season, you know that three three game stretch, you probably would have said that that's the stretch that they start to go on a winning streak. Um, yep. Instead, it's three in a row, and now they play Buffalo next in week Buffalo. in Buffalo. So this doesn't look like it's getting any better for the for, for the Packers. Um, this is this is incredibly you know worrisome if you're a Packers fan, if if you're Aaron Rodgers. Um, th- this is just. This is a couple bad losses in a row, and you really have to look at Aaron Rodgers right now and kind of put the blame majority on him, in my opinion.
1: I, I, I Not not that I'm ever going to take Aaron Rodgers' side, okay? However, can I send a message to Matt Lafleur? You have two of the best running backs in the league, and you run the ball 12 times. You run the ball <laughs> 12 times. I don't understand it. They were zero six on first down. They ran for thirty-eight yards. Like seriously, this is pathetic. You yeah. have Aaron Rodgers throw into a bunch of no names, right? There were at least three drops that I saw that were like, uh, you just you can't even, you, you can't even contemplate it. There was one guy where he threw a deep ball who just stopped running. Like, there's just a lot of there's a lot of issues. This team desperately needs a wider needs wide, need wide yeah. receiver help. No, Joe I mean, really Dobbs has turned out to be a, a complete and utter dud, who I thought was going to be like the next Devontae Adams. He's turned out to be absolutely nothing. Didn't even have a catch in this game. You know, Sammy Watkins is well beyond his prime. And then Alan Lazard is really the only guy on the team that catches the ball other than, you know, Aaron Jones out of the backfield. There's no weapons. Yep. And I know that we sit here and we give, you know, Rodgers a pass on that. But at some point, you know, give the guy somebody who can catch a ball and run a route. But... God damn, man, start running the ball. Jesus.
0: Yeah, they, they they gotta run the ball. Aaron Jones is obviously their best player right now. And he's getting involved in the past game, but you like you said, he, you know, eight rushes isn't gonna cut it. But Aaron Rodgers just isn't playing good. He just isn't. You know, he's out there. I think he's getting pissed off that he doesn't have, you know, a guy that he can look to and throw to and be confident in. And and he's just, you know, playing with this attitude that, you know, it's 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 everyone else's fault. And you got to look at him and, and he's not playing like Aaron Rodgers. He's not playing like the back-to-back MVP. And when you lose to the giants and when you lose to the jets and you lose to the commanders, and I know these teams are improved, but these are still teams that you have to beat. You know, if, if, if oh, you know, 100%. A, if you're going to be a top team in the NFC and they've dropped now three in a row and it's not going to get any better against Buffalo that you're going to tell me after those three games, that they're just going to walk into Buffalo And they're going to, you know, and they're going to beat Buffalo. I I just don't see that happening. So um, So I think
1: Buffalo is a 10-point favorite. Like, can you imagine Yeah, Packers and mm, you're getting 10?
0: This is super, you know, panic mode for the Packers because they're going to drop to three and five. And, you know, they they got Detroit in there a couple times. They got Chicago again. But other than that, they still got to play the NFC. You know, the rest of the NFCs, they got the Rams, Miami, Minnesota. The Packers are on missing playoffs alert, and I don't think that is, you know, the craziest hot take.
1: Did you see last night on our flight home? I was watching NFL, you know, the NFL channel, and I forget who it was, but one of the analysts they had them go down the list of the schedule, the rest of the Packers game, and he predicted them to finish ten and seven. Do you see a ten and seven team out there? There's,
0: there's no shot this team gets to ten wins. Um, they'd have to get seven more. Uh, like it, it just doesn't add up you know they're going to yeah. beat detroit maybe twice that's 5 wins they get chicago that's 6 give them tennessee that's 7 uh, miami that's 8 they're not they're not winning 10 games it's it's not going to happen you know and the, I don't the think same
1: they're going to beat miami and miami
0: right no. the same person had the buccaneers winning 10 games let's move to that game um the panthers 21 to 3 um <laughs> over the buccaneers 13 point underdogs uh, Brady drops under 500 um after seven games for the first time in his NFL career you know this is the, this is the shocker among shockers not only do you lose to the, the Steelers last week um but you come out against the team who just fired their coach who has PJ Walker as their quarterback who just traded their best player in five years in Christian McCaffrey and you can't score a touchdown. Against the the Panthers, I mean, you said it about these teams that rally for you know their new coach. The new coach. Um, I mean, we we said not to pick up Donta Foreman. He goes for a hundred yards, um, which obviously that happens there. DJ Moore.
1: You said don't pick up Donta. Foreman.
0: No, we both said don't bother in picking up Donta Foreman or Chuba Hubbard. Um, and and obviously well, it also both of them that Chuba have Hubbard good games.
1: got hurt, and Donta Foreman got all the carries.
0: Right. um, You know, D.J. Moore just magically turns it back on seven for 70 and a touchdown. um, And th- there's just nothing to say about this Bucks team. They can't run the football right now. I mean, Leonard Fournette is is non-existent. He was having a good start to the year, but now he's they, they can't run the ball. Their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Atrocious I mean, look at atrocious. look at why are the Bucs and the Rams struggling so far this season? They both have the two worst offensive lines in the entire NFL. They went from the Bucks having the best in the league last year and the Rams close second to now bottom two, both of them. I mean, it's, it's really remarkable how that has changed both teams, you know, pretty, pretty, you know, significantly. So they have, you know, Brady has, you know, it doesn't have a clean pocket all the time. And what's the one thing that stops Brady is, you know, getting in his face. They can't run the football. Um, and when you have Evans dropping wide open touchdowns like he did on the first drive in there, you know, and you're making mistakes like that, it, it, it's going to it's getting to them. They're three and four now. Look at, you know, they're, they're in the same spot as the Packers. Now they got Baltimore next week. They have the Rams still. They still have San Fran, Cincinnati. You know, they, they, they got some those easy, you know, NFC or NFC South kinda division games, but even that, you know, they, they, they just lost to Carolina. So I, I don't know if you could say, you know, easy division games. You know, they're they're kind of all in the mix now with all losing records in that NFC South. So it's a division that's up for grabs. This Buccaneers team, like I said early in the season, is just not a contender anymore. They 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 are it, it is significant. You know, you can see that that Father Time is not only catching up to Brady, but I feel like everyone on this team has taken a step back. His you know yeah you know regressed a little bit um and it's 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 starting to kick in that this team doesn't have the uh you know that juice that it that it once did
1: listen it's very possible they could go on a five game losing streak i mean baltimore rams and seattle are all going to be tough games you know so this team's in a lot of trouble they don't have enough you know, just overall health right i mean Right. Julio Jones not being healthy. You know Godwin's back, but he just doesn't look explosive. He's catching a lot of little dinky passes. Evans that drop changed the whole game. I mean that was a touchdown that he would make 100 out of 101 times. You know, and the fact that he dropped it is completely indicative of how the season is going. He the the frustration level of Tom Brady looks like he's aged to 52. Yeah. You know I mean. It's just going south, and it's going south in a hurry. And this Tampa, I'm telling you right now, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers is not making the playoffs. It,
0: it's they're it's not, very possible, you know, th- this team, yeah. Too it, many it's, hard games ahead. It's too many hard games ahead, and you have to look at this team. And, yes, they have injuries, but you you, you got to look at at this team and say, you know, these guys that once were, you know, in their primes, this is the start of, of – of, 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 out of their prime you know this is the start of of their regression you know you're just seeing everyone kind of take a step back the defensive players taking a step back you know significant losses in the offseason are are showing um and and why do we have to play them
1: week one why could not we be playing them now
0: pretty it does suck but uh you know this bucks team like the packers i think are on high alert to miss the playoffs and i don't think that's you know crazy to say
1: not cry one tier
0: a team that's not Looking like they're gonna miss the playoffs. How about the New York Giants? Another win, six and one now. How they're winning these games um, is just pretty unbelievable. Daniel Jones, two hundred yards throwing, um, but he also goes for hundred yards on the ground. Saquon, hundred yards on the ground. Um, how about Wendell Robinson? Said that you know he could be a sneaky pickup, six for fifty there. Um, you know, for the for the Giants. What an ending to the game when. You know, the Jags go down the field, the pass to, you know, was it Christian Kirk or yeah, Christian Kirk stopped at the one yard line and the the Giants get, yeah, the Giants get another win and now they're at six and one and you know, they're, they're just, they're just doing whatever it takes to win. And you got to look at, you know, the defense on this team. The defense is the reason that they're winning football games. I understand they're running the ball great, but when you look at at the stats on this team and that there's not even a 200-yard receiver on the season in this team, you have to look at the defense and say this th- this defense has, you know, a bunch of nobodies or, or people that should be nobodies, um a bunch of guys that that nobody thought could, you know, create a, a what has been a probably a top 10 defense um and and they're just playing as a group, they're getting stops, they're forcing turnovers, um they really you know they, they didn't have a sack but they had Lawrence under pressure a lot of the game they forced a fumble on ETN they you know the, you know two fumbles on ETN there um they are just playing as a group right now and it's why they're winning football games because it ain't because of Daniel Jones you know on the ground he was good but you know through the air they have no pass attack um you know it's kind of like the titans on how they're winning games they're running the football and they're playing good defense um and this jag's team you know it's it's really incredible how we were fooled that this team could actually be something, but they are, uh, they're, they're, they're down in the dumps right now, two and five. Their season is, is pretty much over there. They gotta, you know, they gotta play the AFC West the next couple weeks. So you can kiss their season, you know, or any hope yeah. goodbye. And they just traded, um, James Robinson to the jets. Um, you know, so if you're going to do anything with this team, ETN probably should have a really good rest of the year, but you know, they're, are they, they treat-
1: they traded James Robinson because ATN is becoming
0: yeah every day. No know, real need for him. there, and the Jets obviously had a bigger need, but the Giants, man, six and one, they keep on uh, keep on winning.
1: The the only thing good about Jacksonville is it was the the preseason pickup of Christian Kirk because he has been earning his keep. Yep. But flip to the Giants, man. <sighs> you got to have some. You got to start having some serious conversations on whether or not you're gonna pay Daniel Jones to be your long-term quarterback. Mm -hmm. Because with a really good coaching staff, he is starting to shine. And he's not turning the ball over. He's not putting the ball on the ground. He's using his legs as much as he's using his arms. He has no talent around him other than Saquon Barkley. And they lost their best tight end to a fractional orbital bone, Daniel Bellinger. So they literally, they're passing the ball still to Slayton and Wandell Robinson and Daniel Sills and Ricky mm-hmm. James. I mean, come on, man. Like, this is unbelievable that they're 6-1. and one, And they have such a cupcake schedule that it's very hard to look on their schedule. And other than Dallas and Philly, find losses coming yeah. up. It's crazy. These Giants, this is— I, I, It makes me want to vomit.
0: Yeah. it's uh, it, It's just— incredible it's just the way that they're winning it's just they're, they're the stats don't support six wins but they're just finding a way to and the, and the reason you have to give credit to Daniel Jones is not turning the ball over and it's the fact that in I think it's four or five straight he's led game winning drives they've been trailing in the fourth quarter and he's led the team down for a game winning touchdown um which you know is definitely something you want to see out of a quarterback in a you know year that you are deciding whether or not to you know pay him a lot of money or not all right, let's move on to Ravens Browns. This one was closer than maybe it should have been, but you know the Browns continue whatever this you know season is. That's four in a row um, dropped by the Browns. The Ravens get back on a winning track. Um, Lamar did not have the game that you know we thought he would, Lamar but they they terrible. they still ended up winning. He had sixteen pass attempts, one hundred yards. Uh, he didn't even run the ball that well. Didn't get a single pass to Mark Andrews. I don't even know how that's possible, but you know, you know how the the Browns do it. They always give uh, you know, a chance to the other team by, you know, turning the football over and, and making mistakes. So uh, you know, Brissett, pretty, you know, the same it, it's just the same story over the last couple of weeks. You know, he's 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 racking up some yards, but he's not doing anything to help this team. Nick Chubb continues to get that hundred and a touchdown. But, you know, and, and again, until they get Deshaun Watson back, it's unfortunately gonna be too late. Um, for them, you know, they're, they're probably going to have three, four wins by the time he gets there. Um, but until they get to Sean Watson back, we're really not going to know what this team, team can do. Um, but the fact that the Ravens won this game and Lamar couldn't do anything, uh, you know, Gus Edwards had two, you know, one yard touchdowns and Mark Andrews didn't have a catch. is pretty, you know, incredible it's, that they won. But that's the Browns for you.
1: It's one of the worst outlines of all time. If you just go across the entire Baltimore side of the you know the, the stat sheet it's awful i mean first of all i'm a dumbass because i pick up gus edwards this week because i see he's coming off pup mm. right and i start uh damian harris over him and That's I a rough lose one. by seven points and freaking gus edwards goes for 66 and two touchdowns i would have won easily yep. so dumbass noel for that number two mark andrews two targets two <laughs> Targets. You're you have been winning Baltimore, throwing the ball to your all-pro tight end, and this game you decide, nah, you know we're gonna give them the, we're gonna throw the ball twice to him. Yep. I don't understand it, man. I, this game I saw the highlights because obviously we weren't watching it live. They Baltimore. I have no idea how I won this game. I, I don't have any idea other than Calais Campbell and the rest of that uh, defensive front played pretty strong, but yep. other than that, this team is lucky, very lucky to have won this game
0: yeah they controlled the fact, the time of possession you know they were better on third downs um, and their defense continues to play better after the first couple of weeks um get the but
1: ball to Andrews will you come on give me a break Lamar yeah
0: a little ridiculous that Andrews couldn't even record a catch um in the game there. All right, Jets-Broncos, you know, I think J-E-T-S, some, bigger, Jets, Jets, Jets. some bigger things in the score here. The Broncos, I mean, the, after the the quarterback news with Wilson not playing and Ripon coming in, you, you know, you didn't see a line move, but I was pretty confident the Jets would come out and win this one, so not a surprise here. But there's bigger news on the Jets' side. Brees Hall <laughs> going down with a torn ACL injury. That was why they made the move for James Robinson there, so we'll see how that comes in. You know, with how him and Michael very Carter will try to move. pick up the loo- the load there, um. But that's it's it's big. I mean, Brees Hall was pretty much the reason that this offense was doing anything. Zach Wilson, you really got to look at him. He he hasn't done anything, you know, in any of these wins that the, the Jets have had. They just run the football with with Brees Hall, and and Brees Hall has been excellent. And now done for the it's season, like
1: 80%, he's like eighty percent of their offense.
0: Right. So you know, this, this Jets team now is is five and two, um. But but. To be taken seriously and to really, you know, keep this going. They have Buffalo ahead. They have Minnesota. They have, you know, actually two against Buffalo ahead. Um, They have Minnesota. And they still have New England who, you know, New England just got killed by the Bears. But when was the last time the Jets, you know, beat the New England Patriots? So, you know, they got to... For, for for the Jets to keep this going this is not an incredible win you know the Broncos are horrific this team is is so broken and you know Brett Riin or Russell Wilson they're not winning many more games um but the Jets real you know Zach Wilson this is going to be on him if if this team's for real he's got to pick it up they're going to rely more on him they got it you know this is the time that if you know Garrett Wilson has been doing nothing for you in fantasy it's the time he's got to get more involved it's the time that you have to get um you, know, you got to get Corey Davis more involved. So, you know, Zach Wilson, I- this is make or break for him. If this team's going to make the playoffs, if they're going to get, you know, five, six more wins, um, they, you know, this is going to be on Zach Wilson. It's not going to be on if James Robinson can pick up the load for Brees Hall. Cause he's probably just not, I don't think Michael Carter is either. So, you know Zach Wilson. If if you're the real deal, this Jets team's going to make the playoffs. But if, if he continues to play like this, and he hasn't been, you know, had to do much. I'm not saying that you know he's been he's been asked anything, but he is going to be asked to play better. Um, he's going to need to.
1: He's got to. It's very disappointing. You have given him weapons galore. I mean Garrett Wilson and you know uh, Corey Davis and and if they could get Elijah Moore's head on straight you know, and with C.J. Uzama and Michael Carter coming out of the backfield. Like you've got Tyler Conklin, you've got weapons all around you. That Brees Hall loss is devastating. He was going to be offensive, you know, uh, rookie of the year. He was just explosive to watch. He was making everybody better. You know, it put less pressure on Zach Wilson. So his loss is huge. I love that they went immediately and picked up James Robinson. I think it tells the team that we're in it for this year. We're not, you know, folding. This isn't a fluke. This defense is outstanding. It's excellent. Sauce Gardner is the man. That guy had nine solo tackles in this game, three pass deflections, and he's the number one rated cornerback uh, in the league right now. The people that you throw to against him don't catch the ball. Ask Cortland Sutton. He was non-factor in this game completely. It's unbelievable what they're doing. You know, I love the fact that they're relevant. I just, I like this team for some reason. They're kind of my AFC team. I, you yeah. know, but it's, uh, I don't know. I, I just, that Brees Hall, it, it, it punched me in the gut, man. I feel terrible for him.
0: Yeah, it's, it, it, it's rough because he was a fan favorite. You know, he's playing great. And now kind of, you know, the Jets get that that life sucked out of their offense. Um, but they got to keep going. I'm, I'm looking forward for Zach Wilson stepping up for the challenge um, and playing better. Raiders uh, take down the Texans. Not a surprising one here. The Raiders looking to looking to get back on track. I think this team, you know, I have I have high hopes for this team. The way that Josh Jacobs is playing this season. I Man. mean, what what is this? this? This is an incredible start to the season for Josh Jacobs. If they can run the ball like this, who knows what, you know, Adams Renfro and and their and, you know when Waller's back healthy, you know, can do when they have a running attack like this. That's consistent because you've seen Jacobs do this in the past. It just hasn't been consistent or anything like that. He has these, you know, breakout games. But if they can establish the run like this and then get their other guys involved with, you know, Carr not having to throw 40 times a game, it's going to be really interesting to see this team turn around it, you know, turn around uh, this season. Um, and as for the Texans, you really got to look at, at Davis Mills just kind of does what he has to do. You know, you can't really judge him. It's, and it's touchdowns right, every it's, game it's, it's,
1: and in a losing effort.
0: It's usually in a losing effort, and Damian Pierce, you know, looks to be the franchise running back. After yes. that, you know, this team's just, you know, kind of, kind of in the dumps for a couple more years.
1: So, Us, all right, yeah. real, real quick before we jump mm-hmm. ahead. Right now, with Brees Hall going down, who is the leader in the in the clubhouse for offensive rookie of the year? Is it Damian Pierce or Chris Olave? No,
0: nah, it's not Damian Pierce. It's it's Chris Olave right That's now. Right. Um, definitely, them. you know, with his consistency of a hundred yard games, def- I I wouldn't put Pierce um quite there um it's definitely a lot there's a, so there's some other guys that still have uh, a chance to get there um you know kenny kenneth pickett walker being the only you know knows. kenneth walker the fact that he's you know then we'll talk about him the next game you know kenny pickett i know he hasn't done no. anything anything yet Come on. he's the only rookie quarterback right now you know playing so you, yeah but he you, also
1: has given the ball to the other team more than he's putting it in the end zone i'm
0: just saying you got to look at you know oh. those three that's probably the the three in in contention right now. But yes. Kenneth Walker had a great game. Seattle oh. just pouring it on the chargers. So the man. chargers, man, this, this team is rough. This, this team is, is so done. They're at four and three. It's crazy that you're saying done, but, or I'm saying done, but this team's done. Um, you know, the amount of injuries that they've dealt with both are going down. Um, now JC Jackson out for the year. Um, That's they, it's just big all their you know acquisitions that made this team you know what it would be to be a super bowl contender are pretty much done keenan allen was back but you know had two catches i don't even know if he really played that much on the field um they go to a much needed buy for sure this you know this upcoming week but i just think these injuries like you said you know early in the season are just gonna be too you know too much to overcome mike williams goes down they had uh, palmer go down herbert's just out here you know it, it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say playing bad. I just think he's kind of frustrated there. I think this whole team's frustrated. I think Eckler is, you know, playing great football, but outside of that, you know, they they just have too many injuries defensively. And you know, when you allow the Seahawks to score thirty-seven points, um, it it, it just doesn't look good for the rest of your season. Kenneth Walker, one hundred sixty-eight and two touchdowns. What an absolute, you know, first couple weeks of of a, of being the starter. Um, after you know Penny goes down. You know th- this this team just the Seahawks just know how to run the football usually. So you know Kenneth Walker should pretty pretty much continue this production. You know they're gonna they're gonna this this, this 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 offense just continues to score points. They you know Geno Smith is doing what he can. Now you have uh, Metcalf go down with an injury, a knee injury. Don't know how long he'll be not out. As, bad as they were hoping, they were right? Hoping. Not as bad, but he's gonna be out a couple weeks. So. You know, if 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 you're looking he now at this, Goodwin step in, man. He'd be right, great. you got to look at the Seattle team, man. They got the Giants next week. You know that division is it's definitely big, up for grabs, yeah. and you could see a wild NFC with you know the Falcons at the top of that division. You know, maybe the Falcons at the top of that that division, the NFC South. It could get really wild. But um, the way the, exactly. the way I choose choose to look at this game is the Chargers, man. They are they are in big trouble because you know Herbert can't do it all and if he doesn't have anyone to throw to and he doesn't have a defense this team's not going to go anywhere.
1: If I told you that after week 7 the 4 and 3 Seattle Seahawks were in first place, you would have told me that I was insane. Yeah.
0: I mean it's it's really insane. unbelievable. Yep.
1: The fact, if you told me after week seven that Geno Smith was number four in the league in QBR rating, <laughs> Geno Smith is number four behind Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Tua.
0: Wow, that's no, it's, insane. It's, it's pretty unbelievable. Um, it's it's mad respect to to Geno Smith and how he's playing. Um, but you know they, the way that I look at this is, is Seattle. You know their their offense is really good, so they're they're going to score points. But this. I just can't believe this Chargers team, it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's making me sad because, I, you know, I picked this team to, to win the Super Bowl this year, um, and, and they had the team, but, you know, with injuries comes, you know, disappointing seasons, and they just, they really can't escape, you know, some bad luck there in, uh, in L.A.
1: I said it last week, and I'll say it again, the Seahawks secondary is much better than we thought going into this season. Yep. Those two rookies and their safety, Ryan Neal, are playing really well. Yeah. So definitely they really well. Team, man. They're, they're, and, starting to, they're starting to make pe- believers out of some people. Yeah,
0: they uh you know Geno Smith keeps playing like that. They're gonna they're gonna find themselves with the Giants there um in a playoff spot.
1: Oh I'm a re- big Seahawks fan this week.
0: Yep. All right, Chiefs 49ers. Ooh. This one ooh. 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 This one oh, this was is, uh this one was over really explosion. before before it started. The 49ers are right in the boat with the Chargers. Like we said, the injuries are just you know becoming too much on defense. Um, this Chiefs team—it's—it's—it's it's, it's just unbelievable how they just score. It, it doesn't really matter how. It doesn't really matter why. They, they just score. It's forty points, you know, every week now. Um, It's—it's it's unbelievable. You know, they—they they get someone else involved every week. Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, took I think a little bit of a of a fall vacation the last three weeks, and now he comes back with seven for one twenty-four and a touchdown. Um, you know, Marcus Valdez Scantling had a huge game two weeks ago. He didn't have a catch last week, and now he's 3 for, you know, 111. Kelsey has his usual 6 for 100. It's just, you know, it's it's it all reflects back on Mahomes. It, it all reflects back on him. This is why he's the best in the league. This is why he's so different, is that everyone else you're saying, you know, they need this guy. They need this guy to be there for him. Mahomes doesn't need anybody. Mahomes needs a, a, a body that's living, and that's athletic he'll get the ball to you and, and and if you make a play you know it's it's just gonna you know be a great du- uh, duo if you're Mahomes is, if you're Mahomes uh weapon so you know this this offense I, I just I think I totally overlooked you know the Tyree kill thing and the fact that Mahomes is Mahomes and that he's just incredible um and and he's just gonna keep playing the way he does um no matter who's on that team um but but when you look at this 49ers team they're in the same boat as the charger right now they have too many Injuries on defense. Um, they're getting blown all over the place. You know, their secondary is pretty horrific right now. Um, the only thing you can really say is that they're getting Kittle back involved. I, you know, I, I was pretty confident that they would, you know, keep doing that and they wouldn't just leave him as a blocker. I think he's pretty much healthy now after, you know, that early season injury. Um, but I think that's the only thing you really take away from this. You know, it's pretty disappointing how Debo Samuel is not that's
1: my biggest that is, is big not
0: getting involved in the it. offense. I, what I don't understand on? it.
1: He is having a horrific season. I know he got paid, you know, so that always plays a factor in these kind of things. But he's got a little bit of a hamstring issue, so now he's day-to-day. He doesn't, like, he's just not part of this No,
0: and and, you know, what what the best thing for Debo Samuel was, was getting him involved involved in the run game. You know, he's not getting any handoffs. So it's it's kind of interesting, the 49ers— Here, obviously, that division, you know, we just talked about Seattle is up for grabs. They have the Rams next week. Um, They already beat them once this year. Um, I, You know, we'll talk about that on the preview show. I think the Rams um, off the bye. I'm still that's the team. I still believe in the AFC. I don't believe in the Bucks. I don't believe in the Packers. I still believe that the Rams can turn their season around. But, you know, this 49ers team um, next week's going to tell a lot if they can continue, you know, their dominance over the Rams. You know, maybe this team could be fine. Um, and compete for a wild card, but they lose to the Rams next week. This team, this team's going to be done because, you know, I know McCaffrey's a big kind of plus there, but this defense, you know, their injuries, I don't think it's, you know, anything on that offense is going to help. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to that Sunday night game, Steelers-Dolphins. The You know, I, I was pissed at this game because I was the only one to take the Steelers. Seven-point underdogs. And, you know, the, the game was pretty ugly, I'm not going to lie, all the way through. Um, ugly game. Mostert was probably the highlight on the uh, on on the Dolphins side, um, but you know Kenny Pickett three interceptions is pretty much the story there for the you know Steelers a one possession game pretty much the entire game you know I, there there was some good stuff from Kenny Pickett um, I left that he threw to Friermuth and got me a win in fantasy how about winning f- all five of my leagues this week for the first time all year I mean that was pretty you know Good you to had a see big there.
1: Come back with that with Ramondre Stevenson last night. So right.
0: So you know it was good to see him get into Friermuth and Pickens. You know is is definitely his his go-to target. So you know the I can't be a Pickens hater anymore because Trubisky's not you know the quarterback. But you know the, the bottom line is they had a chance to go down and win and and you know hopefully it's a learning experience for for Pickett because I'm not going to judge Pickett too early right now. I think that he shows good stuff, but you know the turnovers is never something you want to see from from a young quarterback. Um, that throw, you know, in the end zone to nobody but, you know, the Dolphins cornerback was it was a throw that you can't really make in that situation. So, you know, the, there's there's learning stuff that that picket has to go through. Um, he's I hope he never makes that throw again. But, you know, the Steelers, after a big win against the Bucks, kind of get shot back down to reality with with the loss here. But um, like, I, I you know, I don't think I was completely wrong in what I said about the Dolphins. They didn't look. You know, good in this game. You know, this was they didn't look very good. So I still think you know this team's a little bit shaky. Um, like I said, but you know they they end up you know their defense played really well in this game. The secondary with Xavier Howard back. Um, and and I think that you know the defense definitely got them to this win. Um, how about Jalen Phillips? Jalen Phillips is a beast. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. Um, you know the way that that he just. He's kind of that D end uh, linebacker kind of combo there as well. The, you know, his speed, his size, great player there on, on defense. He was definitely the highlight of the game. Um, He was all over the field. Um, But other than that, I think this Dolphins team, I'm I'm not fully convinced just yet. I think that they were shaky. Um, They get an easier game with Detroit next week, but you know, I, I want to see this game, you know, this team against Buffalo again, um, because you know, they had that early win in the beginning of the season. Um, are they still that team that can beat Buffalo again? We'll see kind of down uh, the line there. All right, let's they're, get to our... Or, hold on, hold on, uh, okay, seconds. okay. One,
1: before you get crazy, the Steelers dropped four interceptions that yep. hit defenders in the hands. One of them was so bad, it went through Edmonds' entire hands, arms, body. Like, literally, your grandmother would have caught that ball. Mm-hmm. Like, so they... Lucky for Miami because the Steelers couldn't capitalize on all these. I mean, Tua was giving gifts out. It was like early right. holiday presents. Right. And the other thing is, your boy Kenny Pickett has two touchdowns on the season and seven interceptions. <laughs> so stop talking about Kenny Pickett as anything until he stops putting the ball in the other team's hands.
0: No, he does. You're right. No, he de- he definitely does. I mean, it's it, the one thing I hate seeing from from rookie quarterbacks is is these early games where they have three, four interceptions. It's it's just not something you want to see. R- and that's what you're kind of seeing with, with Picky here. All right, let's get to our last game. One of the one of the biggest shockers of the week, considering <laughs> the Patriots were up to 10 point favorites Monday night football, and they lose by 19 to the Bears. Are the Bears back? Are no. the Bears back? You know, no. three the three and four Bears, they're in they got the same record as the you know the Packers and the Bucks. So I don't know. The Bears might be uh, the Bears might be back. Um, in this game, you had the Bears get out to a ten nothing lead, and immediately Belichick goes back to Zappi, and Zappy comes in and just gets the two quickest uh, touchdowns you've ever seen in your life, throwing dots to Jacoby Myers, throws a dot to uh, Devontae Parker, and after that, he just went. I think Mac Jones got subbed back in, or maybe you know something happened there, but he, he wasn't good the rest of the game. Um, you know, had the had a fumble right after um, those two touchdowns, and everything went downhill from there. Um, you know, the the Bears defense was a story in this game. You know, they ran the ball really good, and, and they but they've been doing that all season, you know. But this defense, this Bears defense is pretty damn good. They got some young guys on this team. I mean, Roquan Smith's unbelievable, um, at linebacker, but but that's nothing new. The new guys, um, that are really good, how about Jaquan Brisker? This is a guy. That is really panning out even better than we thought from the draft. We we knew Jaquan Brisker was good. We loved everyone loved this pick for the Bears. I think he's playing even better than anyone even expected. That interception was a great um, was a great pick off off Zappi there. Um, or I think it was Mac Jones um, before he went out um, was a great interception. One handed there kind of got them, you know, back into the, the swing of things. You know, they they had another interception from uh, Kyle Gordon, who should had a pick six. I don't know why he started jogging at the 10 yard line. Um, right. But, you know, th- this defense was all over the place. This secondary is much better. Um, I, actually, it's not much better than I thought. We knew this team had a pretty decent secondary. Jalen Johnson's a really good corner. Um, you know, it's it's this defensive line that we didn't, you know, think was very good. But they shut down a, a running football team in the Patriots to, you know, less than 60 yards running. Um, and, and that's how they got this win. Defense was on top of things, a lot of turnovers, um, and just a pummeling victory. And the bears get to, I'm telling you, the bears get to three and four, they got Dallas next week. I, I, you know, I assume we'll win that. I'm not too scared about that, but they still got Detroit twice on the schedule. They got the jets, Atlanta, you know, this NFC is so wacky this year. You're going to have, you know, the, the way that it's looking right now, you know, and, and then we'll you know, kind of end this episode off. The Eagles are going to probably get that first seed in the NFC. The Minnesota Vikings are looking like they're going to run away with the NFC North. Um, everything else is up for grabs. You know, you got Seattle in there at the three seed um, in the NFC West and you got Tampa still at the NFC South. Um, and then the giants in Dallas look like they're going to be those two wild cards. And that third wild card there's a bunch of three and four teams just sitting there. You got the Rams, you got San Fran, green Bay, Atlanta, Washington, Arizona, somehow three and four. And then Chicago's three and four too. like, you know, this, this last wild card spot, as well as the NFC, you know, West and the NFC South is just entirely up for grabs. You know, you can see any one of those teams in that division winning the division. And then you have at least seven teams that are still in, in, in contention for a wild card spot. so, I don't think anything is crazy to say right now of any of these teams that can make the playoffs. Um, It's it's just it's that type of year in in the NFL. So,
1: I mean, how about Tampa Bay in first place at three
0: and four? Yep,
1: (laughs) it's just I just keep looking at it going. I don't understand. Yeah, no, the NFC is a is an enigma. I mean, you're you're talking about right now Atlanta and um, Carolina. I mean, yep. still, and, and New Orleans, all within one game of each other. I mean, that division is a mess. Yep. I really, I, I I could see Green Bay turning things around, but at the same token, they are never going to catch Minnesota. Yep. You know, So that's, uh, like you said, I mean, they, they have that division pretty much in hand. Yep. I just think that there's still going to be a team that is going to turn things around whether it's San Fran getting healthy, it's gonna be the Rams, so good, it's gonna be the Rams, it could be the Rams, it could be San Fran. You know, we've seen some good things out of Atlanta, you know, yep. so that's possibly don't forget. I mean, I hate to say it, but with DeAndre Hopkins coming back, Arizona could possibly go on a little yeah, bit of a run. Definitely. So, there, there's some things going on here. Let's see if Carolina sells all their players to everybody else next yep. week. So, I, I look forward to it. It's going to be a really good. Next couple of weeks as we start to thin out some of these pretenders, yep. you know, and there's some teams that literally over the next three weeks could go down the tubes in Green Bay and Tampa Bay. So, yeah. I'm so,
0: gonna- uh, you know, we're we're, we're going to it's exciting when it's more competitive like this. You know, you don't got the same yeah. teams at the top. Exciting times in the NFL. A little wacky, but exciting. All right. We'll see everyone Friday uh, for week eight.